All right, hello. Welcome to Adventures in Lolly Gagan. We are playing Die, the role-playing game tonight. Uh, we are continuing our uh, campaign, third session. Uh, we are fully in the weird at this point, I think. Uh, as now we have a full, we have a full party. Everyone's uh, everyone's represented. Got to see their transitions between real life personas and their in-game paragons and such if you're unfamiliar it's the first time watching this this game is very much a kind of a meta uh experiment on gaming uh whereas like everyone's playing as adults going back into their fantasy world that they are peed in uh, as teenagers and seeing how things have kind of twisted and changed and all that kind of stuff uh so we are fully into it last time uh well this time i would say uh, as last time around, we had a bunch of different strange battles. Uh, we got to meet uh, Steven's in-person character, which I'm very excited about uh, and about what he's going to do this session. I have some plans, uh, but yeah, we'll go from there. So why don't we do just a quick, uh, just a quick roundtable? Say who you are, who you're playing. Uh, I would say, um, I don't know, introduce your character however you want, whether it's your persona or your your paragon, whatever it is you want to say, and uh, we'll move on. So, uh, Evan, tell us about artist. Uh, yeah, I'm playing Chad, the, I guess he is a former soccer superstar, uh, who totally just ditched this group once he graduated high school, but you know, now they're back together. Great. And he, his persona is kind of his childhood imagination of him graffitiing the town and, uh, using that as an outlet. And he's just kind of remembering what it was like to be a kid and kind of just letting your imagination let loose. So he's kind of excited about whatever's happening to him. Very cool. Very cool. We learned that you were a former uh, or you are current soccer professional player in Europe and you're kind of getting ready to retire. Uh, so that's kind of fun. Uh, next up, uh, we've got Leaf slash Amory. Kipser, if you want oh. to introduce Yes, uh, Leaf or Amor Leaf, uh, one she's a Godbinder, is uh, currently one arm down, but uh, has discovered that being here means that she gets to have both of them again, uh, which she is enjoying. She was supposed to go into sort of post-secondary natural sciences, but has ended up as a uh, a sort of forest ranger that periodically has to deal with children's nature camps um, and uh, doesn't know why they're here yet and isn't quite into it. And except, yeah, this seems weird. That's fair. And isn't your arm like like bony and creepy looking? Mm. It's not. Yeah. yeah if I recall so correctly. the uh, the right arm is missing from the elbow down and uh, it is a lovely bone white skeleton hand replaced with a little bit of green magic between the joints. Very, very nice. Uh, all right. Suitably creepy considering your chosen choice of uh, choice of God. Uh, I think it kind of aligns quite perfectly. Uh, next up, Diala Warner or Diala. Uh, Melissa, tell us about Diala. Uh, yes, so uh, Diala Warner um, is a paragon for Delilah Ayers. Diala is a, an emotion knight. Uh, specifically, she is the vigilant knight. Uh, so her um, little like sacred emotion is vigilance, anticipation, and interest. She uh, is kind of leather clad, shaved head, and she has a. Uh, whip sword that kind of acts as a bracer when not in use 
uh, that is quite uh, mean and rude and critical. Um, and she's looking forward to being able to do some like emotion draining and other cool things with some advances. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, and where are you on your on your emotion track right now? How are you feeling about this crazy fight that we just had and and going down this uh, this elevator in an ele- in a in a van and appearing here? How how is Diala feeling on that uh, on that track? Yeah, so she um, I did do a little bit of venting last time, so that put me back down to uh, strongly engaged. Um, where I can use my venting abilities. I did get up to intense briefly, uh, but definitely feeling lots of um, interest and kind of assessment of like, where are we? What the heck happened? And um, all that good stuff. All right. Uh, Next up, we've got Dread or Deacon, however you want to refer to him. What do you got, Aaron? Yeah. Once upon a time, there was a teenager. He was a theater kid. Name was Deacon Dread. Everybody called him Deke. He was good looking. He ran the school and he had his eyes set on a girl. And I remember back one day clearly, he was in the student union, came swinging down on a rope from the mezzanine to impress that girl with a fake sword in his hand. And I'll tell you what, he got that girl and that was a mistake. <laughs> God, I tell you, that was a mistake. But he also got detention and that's where he met. The best friends he was ever going to have in high school. Of course, shortly after that, his life went to shit. But when he was with those kids in that detention, he became somebody else. He became the dictator, a psychic assassin. He became dread. Shadows dripped from his fingers, pooled along his face, and he destroyed souls with a single thought and a single phrase. So you know what? Deke, he's long gone. Deacon, the mobster, well, he's buried deep right now. But Dread, Dread's back, and he's going to have a good time. All right. Uh, yeah, and we got to see some of your your abilities at work last time as well. Uh, okay. And uh, finally, we have, uh, I don't know, the, the, the dashing, charismatic Tristan Wade. Tell us about Tristan yes. there. Yeah. So Tristan is the paragon of Sean. And in the real world, Sean is an incredibly insecure single father with a soul crushing job of being a call center customer server supervisor. But here he gets to be the extremely boisterous fool, trickster mage, paladin of Anansi, Tristan Wade. And it's just the best thing ever. Absolutely. Absolutely. Whose uh, reputation apparently goes uh, goes far and wide. All right, so let's uh, let's start up. So last time around, as we kind of hinted at, we learned why Chad wasn't around uh, immediately for the reunion. He was on the phone with his agents or this various television execs, that kind of stuff. But apparently, Billy had kind of planned for Chad not to be there and sent him uh, an envelope that had uh, that had Chad's character sheet that had uh, the D10 and a note saying "No second guessing, only second chances." Chad hopped in that elevator to just kind of rush over to mom's kitchen and try to get into the game. But the elevator malfunctioned and suddenly he was in the kitchen of mom's kitchen where all of his old teenage friends were transforming into 
whatever the hell they just transformed into. And they were fighting what looked like half machine, half zombie letterman athletes from high school. Uh, so the fight went pretty well for you all. You guys mopped them up pretty nicely. But then Tristan at one point went a little too far and set the place on fire, uh, as one does, which kind of freaked Diallo out a little bit as she's had some bad history with fire in the past. Uh, the whole place like went up really surprisingly easy and when you got out you realized that there was basically two things out here and then just an endless landscape of generic mmorpg zone art and that was the dumpster that had all these different flesh machines that were in a constant state of repair and you had billy's uh, work van where there was a, a keyhole hidden in it and when you guys press this little geometric this big geometric key that billy had left you you found an elevator that took you apparently somehow to a naval battle uh, between two very familiar uh, factions from your game when you were younger. We had the Rocket Cartel, this pinstripe mafia uh, that was loosely based off uh, the Princess Bride. And we had the true currency conglomerate that was led by Baron Munch. Uh, you all kind of popped up right in the middle of the battle, had to make a couple quick choices. Tristan, Fode, dueled. Uh, uh, the dread, uh, excuse me, the cred pirate, uh, Inigo, who apparently knew Tristan by reputation. Uh, I think it was artist and dread both kind of teamed up to take off, take out like the Baron Munch whose head popped off and fell off the ship. And that's what you all realize things have, things aren't exactly like they were when you were in high school. Cause in high school it was on the seas and this time around you were up in the sky and these sky ships. And so the head fell all the way down to wherever earth is below uh, ultimately you, you sided with the rocket cartel, you hopped on their ship and that's that, that's where we kind of ended. So we're going to pick up, uh, not too far after that. We're going to say that you all have been on the, the pirate ship, uh, vengeance, uh, I believe is what we called it. Yeah. Vengeance. And you are kind of in the process of, uh, if, if a sky ship could limp, uh, that is what this skyship is doing. As you can see that there are these massive cannonball uh, holes in the side uh, where the true currency's giant warship managed to, to puncture some holes in the rocket ship. Uh, and I'll say that there, there's a somewhat, we'll say, grim feeling in some ways because there's quite a few of these uh, these pirates that did not survive the battle. You can see them sometimes being unceremoniously or ceremoniously wrapped up and then jettisoned out of the, the cannonball holes and these uh, sea shanties are being sung and almost like this little wake and funeral are happening. Um, you all also brought aboard Pennsylvania Poke, uh, the uh, the character of your, your departed friend, Stephen. Uh, and um, as you guys are... Uh, kind of flying around first i'll say what is it everyone would do as the the ship starts kind of lumbering away is there anything in particular that you all wanted to immediately do i mean clearly get up in the crow's nest and do a dashing pose okay tristan's up in the crow's nest uh, no the funeral proceeds yeah your hair is just rippling <laughs> past you and quite, uh, yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, some of the pirates are kind of calling up to you and they're like, hey, mate, uh, we don't use the sails. for We're a rocket ship, so you kind of, it's, it's not really useful to it. Never mind. You look so, 
You look so amazing up there. You just you continue to stay at it. That's You're welcome. Fine. Are you inspired? <laughs> of course you are. Well, I'm a little sad because my brother passed, but uh, I suppose yeah, you know, it's good to see such joy somewhere in life, even if I can't feel it. Anyhow, you have fun up there. <laughs> what uh? What? Would anybody else have any other plans immediately after ha- hopping aboard the ship? Um, Amory, now feeling more and more like Leaf, uh, would like to find somewhere quiet down in the bowels of this ship where there isn't anyone around. Okay, you head down in the bowels. There's, I would say there's nowhere that's incredibly quiet because there is this thumping. It's like a, like an old engine of a car that's just thumping away and it's, and it's sputtering quite frequently, but you can certainly find a place without people. That's not an issue, especially since a lot of them passed in the battle. One, she kind of feels like she's more alone. Um, she'll kind of look around and go, I know that there are many people watching right now. And who's this that's closest? Who are you? Who am I reaching? You, uh, okay. So what you'll see... Well, actually, you're going to help me describe this. Maybe you're looking out a porthole. Maybe there's a porthole down below. Sure. Uh, yeah. And you can you look out the window and you can see as you're you're passing by, you know, clouds. You can see far below. There's you know mountains and seas. Everything very very angular. It almost doesn't look it doesn't look quite right. It doesn't look overly natural. But you watch as a cloud begins to form up here, like in almost. Almost immediately, you're not sure if you're seeing it. Everybody up on up on deck would probably not be seeing this. Uh, so this is all kind of in your mind. Uh, but if that's not the case. Let me know. And you can see as in addition to like this cloud starting to roll and form, you see that like an eyeball kind of shifts through this massive eyeball. A couple maws kind of open up. You see a tentacle kind of writhe around here and there, and. You hear like this this voice kind of echoing in your head, uh, kind of alien in a way. It is I, like very monotone, like no emotion whatsoever. Great. Hi. I guess I'm Leif Erickson. Who are you? Names are immaterial. I am a cloud thing. I see. This is going to be more difficult. This is like dealing with those children again. Um, All right. For now, you... uh, All right. Let's test this out. I would like to make a deal. I'm looking... Maybe let's start with something easy for you. I'm sure it's not a challenge for someone like you. Let's fix this ship up. I am not one. I am many, and I am none. Mm. I am so, not one for fixing. Making better? Improving? Hmm. You see, like, you see, like, the eyeball kind of twitch around in the, uh, as, like, they're really kind of considering it. I mean, mm. look 
the, the potential here is just a crappy gray little rocket thing. Certainly you can come up with something a little bit better. Show me what you're capable of so that we can know how to make better deals in the future. Hmm? I can send ship to ground safely, but I can't repair it. Mm. It is not my interest or my domain. Again, it's all, it's like, I can't really do a good alien monotone voice, but that's essentially like what's kind of coming through in this sort of echoey way. Great improvements on your French. It's okay. You're doing great. Uh, hello, I am the Clatine. <laughs> no. <Bonjour. laughs> uh, all right. Well, then maybe we'll have a little bit more fun in battle, since I guess that's what we're going to be doing. How about you can help me with this then? And um is going to try to summon the skeletons, which is the level one uh mm-hmm. Pluto God of the Underworld kind of ability um, to see if uh, sh- she can do that, which is 3D6. And then yeah. uh, anything that is a pass will become a skeleton. Go for I it. I have two sixes and a three. Okay. Oh, I need to roll a D12 to see how I go yeah, into God Dead. Eleven, I'm fine. Okay. Uh, so you see there were, there's a lot of like, cracks and broken areas like on the deck in here and the walls and stuff and you just see just just they just peel off almost in a way and they begin to form into this very stuttering almost zoetrope like shifting uh movement of creatures and you got two you said right yeah and so you just see you just see a few of them just peel away like the shadows and the cracks kind of form and then we have standing in front of us these two skeletal-like figures uh, that are are half realistic, but also they feel very like geometric, very uh, mm. very faux, almost almost artistically recreated, and they shift and move and like flicker and flutter as if uh, like you're you're looking at them through some kind of zoetrope thing. But they are there and they start shuffling next to you and they kind of are just sort of waiting. All right. Well. All right, cloud thing i guess i'll call you pluto you can you can dissipate for now we'll talk later i suppose you're call- oh you're wanted to call pluto i was actually bringing up cloud thing because we were in the sky oh, cloud thing whoops wrong one yeah uh i called you something else let me look at oh yes cloud thing oh cloud that makes thing. yeah that's what cloud he said thing. name i'm like i don't you didn't give me one <laughs> just i apologize to cloud thing. thing right um all right cloud thing uh you can you can you can head off for now i will i'm sure we'll make bargains later uh, as you kind of look fun i can bring ship to ground safely uh, let's not do that right now. All I it think... would cost you is half of the crew. And you just see like a tongue like come <laughs> out of one of the mal- the malls and just kind of like licks what appear to be non-existent cloud lips. You know what? We might have a bargain later, depending on if the crew betrays us. So put a maybe on that and uh we can we can we can talk again later. For now, I'm going to take these skeletons and, and see what dangerous work they can get done on this ship. Okay. 
So you see like the cloud just begin to dissipate until once more it's just that the kind of shifting sky. Everything looks normal. Excellent. Uh, okay. Uh, so the rest of you. Um, so I've, we, we've seen so we've seen Tristan climb up. We've seen Leaf. Any you know artists or Dread or Diallo? Was there anything that you all were doing like initial business hopping on board the ship? Diallo wants to really take stock of the ship because I I'm imagining we've been here before, and so she kind of wants to just go over. Um, look for hiding places that maybe we found sure. things before, just really get, getting the lay of the land, being observant. Okay, so so Diala, then I'm going to ask you a question. The last time, when you guys were, things have already, are already different, right? Like when you guys actually got on this ship in your, in your teen years. First of all, it was a sailing vessel. Uh, so the fact that it is some sort of some sort of flying rocket ship here in the sky has already suggested things are a little bit different. But how how about this? Tell me, how did it go on the ship and the crew back when you were, you know, you were in your teens? Did you guys have a have a good relationship? Did they turn the way that Leaf just kind of mentioned they might? Did uh, did you were you were you on her only briefly? Like what 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 was what what happened in that time when you were when you were younger? I am going to say that they may know they might not have trusted us after we left. So we were looking for like there was something that was hidden in the ship. And so we got the chest full of gold or whatever it was that was sort of hidden in the ship. And so I don't know that we overtly tussled with them, but probably when they got to their port of call, they realized that the thing that they had stowed away was no longer stowed away and we weren't on the ship anymore. So they might have put two and two together. Okay. So you're specifically then looking for like wherever they, they store their, their treasure or the rewards, stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I'll tell you what. Go ahead and let's give a roll really fast here. Give me a, um, I'll take you, I'll take an int, int maybe it's just gives like an intelligence roll as you're trying to take what you remember and what you can observe and see if you can find where they might be storing or hiding some of their, their kind of pirate cargo holds. Okay. And would I get my D8 for this? Uh, do you think this, oh yeah, cause it's vigilance, I suppose. Yeah, I see, I can see you can apply it here. Alrighty. Uh, and anything four or higher, right? Four or higher. All right. So that is a five on main D8 and a lolly on D6. So that's two successes. Okay. So I'll say that you're able to locate as both you and Leaf go below deck and you're exploring around a bit. And you split up, Leaf goes in a different direction. You keep going down, Diala, and then down, and and then down again. And and you find another stairwell going down, and then and you found another stairwell going down. You've probably gone down maybe about seven or eight flights of stairs, which is far deeper, bigger than the ship might be. And so you're starting to get fairly suspicious. Uh, and that's when you kind of notice on the wall of this this final bottom floor, you can see this this very complicated looking circular 
lock system. Uh, it looks like it has some sort of optical kind of scanner, uh, but then you also notice that it appears to be two large keyholes, not like the one that you got from Billy, but really generic looking like skeletals. So you have both sides, optical keys, and almost like there's like a first mate and a captain kind of turn switch at the same time. And Diala is sort of looking at her wrist, um, kind of talking to herself, um, but not quite to herself. This is not, this is not what this looked like before. This is, that's not, not a, not a, not a chest. Um, not, no, not, uh, hmm. And she's just going to sort of stick her face along the eye thing, just trying to figure that out okay so you're going to see if you can if you're uh, like like you're gonna scan your own <laughs> yeah. eye on the optical stuff okay yeah okay uh roll it dex really fast oh. here as you go to move put your eye right over over top of one of these these optical scanners it begins to light up and then something shoots out at you i want to see if you can dodge out of the way of this really fast holy crap that's two sixes on two d6s Okay, with that, I will say you are able to very quickly move your head and watch as this beam of, like, red just moves past you and seems to not burn a hole in the wall, but on the other side of this very dark compartment has singed the other side of this uh, this, this far below deep deck. Uh, and not only that, you actually hear what sounds like some sort of klaxon begin to start ringing up, some sort of alarm starts to go off. Those of you around the ship also would hear this as well. And so Diala is going to like backstep, 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 upstairs, upstairs. Okay. With, with Dex, I'll say you're quick enough that you can you can kind of run up a couple flights before you're you're immediately caught since you rolled two, two sixes on that. But the rest of you hear this kind of clack, like this klaxon sounding and what was previously a very kind of grim, sad affair, like all of a sudden there's just... Um, what are you doing with that information? Did we just... Brett immediately tries to find Tristan because he assumes that it's Tristan who has done something stupid. Oh, he's looking <laughs> around for him. <laughs> you look up and you can see Tristan is still with the most brilliant pose you could possibly imagine, staring out at the horizon from the crow's nest above, hair fluttering in the wind. You'll see him, though, as the klaxons go, you see him pull something out of a pouch. It's some little bundle of gears and metal. And you see him do, like, a bastardized version of the mending spell where he just does a spark into it. And uh, let me roll something real quick here. Okay, yeah. You're also going to see something else, too, Dread. Okay. Uh, You'll see this, like, weird metal thing come to form. It's, like, it's about the size of a toddler. It's 40% giant bucket head. And weird little robot eyes and spindly arms and legs. Jeeves, go investigate this theft. Now! And open. <laughs> just jumps off the side of the crow's nest. And he becomes just, metal again. <laughs> and just <laughs> flops to the ground, shatters yeah. into a million pieces, and then reforms like immediately and just starts rusting down. Okay. Uh, so they start, you see this little tiny. This little tiny automaton thing start running 
as best they can in between the legs of this giant ogre. Like, no one steal thump, thump, as they're kind of following the herd. Dread and Tristan, since the two of you are on the deck, I will po point this out to you all. Where's Artist at? Where do we think? Uh, Artist would be kind of halfway on the deck, halfway leaning off, and he would be giving it a new paint job. Okay. On the rocket ship. So I think he would do something once he hears the sound, but he's that's what he's doing right now. Okay. The three of you, if you're on deck then, you're, you're close enough to being on deck then, you would actually suddenly notice something strange about the sky. Everything you've been doing is fine. Like every, like every, you've been flying past winds in your, like no storms or anything. Some slight clouds here and there. You can look below. You can see far below. There's the mountains and ocean and shore and all sorts of things that have a very unfinished look to them. But the three of you notice up in the sky, uh, at first it almost looks like lightning. But as you're watching, you realize it's moving far too slowly and it's lingering far too long. But you just see this series of uh, circuitous cracks begin to form above you in the sky out of absolutely nowhere. And it kind of radiates in different directions and creates this sense of like a like a like a lightning bolt almost frozen in the blue above. And you watch then as like like glass begins to shatter and you see raining down uh, onto the ship is just these chunks and shards of massive, I would say, of sharp, horrific glass. Uh, what do the three of you do with that? Dread runs for cover. I mean, okay. he doesn't hesitate. He's okay. Yeah, that's easy enough to do. No, no roll or anything necessary. I will say you can run down. Uh, there's a captain's cabin that you can run into as well. Uh, so either one of those would be fine. Yeah, he'd, he'd probably run into the captain's cabin. He doesn't want to go under a deck. He doesn't want to be that, okay. contr that contained. Yeah, you run into the deck and you can see as you run into the, or excuse me, you run into the captain's quarters and you can see that it's just, it's just littered with a variety of what appear to be portraits of himself. Uh, like all sketched or painted by various artists. And there's just this array of it. Like you've walked into an art gallery of just nothing but the, the, the cred pirate all over, all around you. Uh, and then there is obviously a deck or a desk right in the middle of it. Uh, what about Tristan and artists? As you see these, these colossal glass shards raining about the rain down and hit the ship. Uh, yeah, I think artists is thinking in his head, very confused. He kind of stops his paint job for a second and he kind of props back on the deck and he's like thinking in his head on what to do. And he's like, all right, um, let's see. I'll try this. And he gets out a spray bottle and he sprays on the deck and you see he makes like a keyboard and then he makes like a little monitor. And he wants to, I want to try basically to get him to like hack the engines to give it a boost so we can like brush forward to get out of the way. Okay. That sounds great. Uh, okay. All uh, in let's... neon colors, just like spraying out. Nice. So you're doing, uh, let's see. Do you have any, do you have any fair gold still? Uh, no, I only had one from the, when I used the rifle. Okay. So I think I recall, but to trigger the AI, I don't have to. Oh, okay. So as you're doing, you're triggering the AI at this point. Okay. Yeah. So I, I don't have, like it's overcharging. Just a, I thought you were doing, overcharging. no, I'm just like calling it that, but yeah, I'm okay. trying to see if he can like boost, put some power into the engine or do something to hack into it, to give it like a. All right, it should be an int test, I think. Okay. Yeah, and if, yeah. All right, one success. 
Okay, uh, so as you spray uh, a, you know, like this this little 2D image that eventually becomes 3D, uh, you can see the, the computer monitor. What does the computer monitor look like? Is it like 1990s era computer monitor? Yeah, I think it looks like he's, it looks like he's playing like Alien Invaders. Like it's just... <laughs> Okay. Neon colored, like just it doesn't make any sense at all, but he's just like moving the and like shooting the little ships. Okay. And you can see that there's like these really terrible looking sections of the uh like on the on the display, like where you can just kind of you have to type everything you have to do is typing though. There's no point and click. So you're just like rapid typing into the system. Um and we see as you're doing so this this sort of 2D image, uh, kind of green, like greenish color, that bright green coloring of the rocket ship suddenly appear. And you can see that there's these different, uh, these different gauges here and there for like wind speed, engine speed, and all sorts of other things. Uh, you can see that there's a score specifically for the hull, like all of the actual statistics of this ship suddenly pop up and you can see its hull is in a horrific shape. It's got one little, one little pip and you can see the engines are not doing particularly well either. Uh, but because you're successful, you do manage to get it this extra little burst of uh, of of whatever it is that propels this thing. And suddenly you just veer forward. Everybody on the ship, you feel the lurch dread. You go kind of flying into the desk inside of the captain's chamber. Uh, Tristan, you kind of have to hang mm-hmm. on for deal life. So go ahead and give me a dex to see if you can hang on for dear life since you're up in the crow's nest here. Why, it's funny you say that, because you're asking what we want to do. I actually wanted to jump out of the crow's nest anyways, because they <laughs> said we don't need these sails, do we? But there are sailors up on that top deck, and what I want to do is cut a rope, grab part of the sail, and swing downward to let the sail provide some cover for them so they don't get stabbed with glass. So I'm intentionally jumping off. I didn't fall. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Tristan's the most ridiculous character (laughs) I love this class so much One success Alright well that's good enough You absolutely do it You could also I'm going to say That's I found that fairly entertaining If you want to go ahead And give yourself uh, Give give yourself a little pip Or a little uh, Three pips now Yeah I think that was hilarious As you come flying down uh, And it's It would be super piratey and heroic, like grabbing lines and swinging here and there if there were a lot of those things, which there aren't. So ultimately, it's just Mm -hmm. you kind of falling and getting very, very lucky as you just kind of land on what looks like some kind of hammock that swings around and drops you down perfectly (laughs) two feet on the ground, a couple feet away from the artist. Okay. Uh, So then Diala and Leaf, you're you're underneath. Leaf will say this all happened as you were sort of dealing with with the cloud thing. And you feel this lurch forward. You watch as your skeletal summons just go like scatter forward. They fall down and then they get right back up. No harm, no foul. And they're just still kind of looking at you with no, nothing uh, in their faces. All right. Well, what is our crew doing? Uh, what, what did we do last time? I don't remember. Uh, let's go find the rest. Okay. She'll take off down the hall. And you go down the hall You uh, and you hear shouting. Uh, down the stairs and the shouting is right now coming because Diala, you're being surrounded by the cred pirate, the ogre and several other folks uh, who, are, who are kind of staring at you and they're like, what is it you did? You are not supposed I to be down here. I don't, I don't under, I don't understand. I, d- I don't understand. It looked like you, 
you know, you, when, when there are things for eyes, you, you look in them and you, you see like, you know, bin, binoculars, you eyes, you look in, you see, um, but I look in, I, an alarm goes on. I, I don't, I don't understand. I would have expected such betrayal from Tristan Wade, but I would not have expected it from you. Why are you trying to access our most private personal holds? I I don't even know what that thing is. Like gold is in chests. You have you have chests, you open up gold inside. I I, I don't even know what that is. There is not gold inside. And then you hear like like the ogre don't say that. Oh yes. Uh I do not believe you. I think you are lying to me. I think you know exactly what you are doing. I think you are trying to steal. We let you aboard our ship. Your little one wandering around cannot find him anymore either. And you look around and you can see that Pennsylvania Poke has uh, gone missing. Uh, completely off the plate. have no idea where he went. He's hiding. He's lurching. Already we have lost one of you. And now we hear the warning sounds of someone trying to access our possessions. This is a great hey, betrayal. You should step back from her space. And they look up and you can see Leaf stepping down and there is Leaf being flanked, might we say, by these, you know, these, uh, these skeleton like motion skeletons. Yeah, stop motion. They're moving so rigid, you know, like there's no fluidity to their movements whatsoever. Mm. We are not harming her. She is merely trespassing. This is not a place for uh, passengers to be spending time. It's where it's quiet, and that's what I like. We should still be able to have a conversation if you step back from her space. Mm. I will step back from her space, but she, she will tell us, what are you looking for down here? Why are you poking around? We agreed to take you somewhere safe. There is no reason that you should be stealing from us now. I was, this is what I do. I go to a new place and I check it out. You are a thief. I, 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 I look, I measure, I see, I make sure that all of us are safe because that's my job. We have all of us in this party and it's my job to keep everyone safe and look out for everyone. And that's what I do. Wait. Do you ever go to a new place and you open the doors and you open the windows and you just see what's there and then you can relax. We just got here. I can assure you there is nothing that will endanger you down here. Now, if the two of you, uh, if the four of you, who are these two? Oh, goodness. If the four of you will leave this place, return to the deck where it is much safer, then uh, we shall not have a problem. We will be arriving along the Copper Shore shortly. Let's not hope. Let us hope there is not a accident before we arrive. For your sake, of course. You see the ogre just kind of punching his fist. The stop motion skeletons yeah. and Amory all just do the held head tilt and lean forward together. Okay. Jeff, Adela wants to vent here. Um, yeah, Because she was kind of doing a bit. And so she wants to see if this safe was the thing that um, he is most vigilant about 
on the ship? Like, is this the most thing he's concerned about or is there anything that? Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, I would say there is nothing that he is more concerned about than it's not just him, but I would say also the ogre uh, and, you know, various other people it seems that have surrounded you and now leaf. Uh, they definitely seem very, um, focused and concerned with your presence down here. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Now, if you would, please, you are our guests here. Guests should not be wandering off back to the deck now. As you wish. Off we go. You see, you see, like, Inigo just kind of cocks his head. What did you just say to me? As you wish. You can see he, like, he looks up at the ogre, and the ogre looks down at them. They, they have a very puzzled look. Where did you hear that phrase? Ah, uh, that is... I don't, I don't remember. It's just been a phrase. Billy probably used it first, but what's Billy called in this world? Uh, hmm. We do not know a Billy. Adela, do you know what Billy's called in this world? Is it what's on the overlay or yeah, is that not? It is mechanist? what's on the overlay. So like yeah, you would so know. The machinist? Yeah, yeah, you would know that that was like one of the villains of your, of your, your campaign from, uh, from high school. Uh, yes. Uh, she refers to the machinist. Oh, okay. That's what it was. You see, Honestly. they kind of just like, like what? How do you, and they get very, all of a sudden the cred pirate like pulls us out. You are in league with them. And the ogre just kind of starts to lurch forward at the two of you. And so, yeah, they're going to like, they're going to take that the wrong way. And they're going to sort of lunge at you <laughs> oh, at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, okay. Uh, meanwhile, up on the deck really fast. I just want to, so what basically happened uh, as you hacked into the ship, the ship, pushed forward a little bit faster. Uh, you had one success, right? Okay. So artists, you push forward at fast. These, you see all these glass shards begin falling and falling. Most of them missed the ship, but at a certain point, and this is going to time up almost perfectly with when all of this nonsense is going down below deck. One of the shards is going to actually like just barely cut through, uh, the bow of the ship. And you can see there's this big eruption as these tiny little bits of glass kind of go flying everywhere. Tristan, artist, you see this dread, you might be able to peek out. Everyone can feel as though something that this ship just contacted something. And as Diala and Leave, as like the cred pirate and as the, as the ogre is kind of just le like leaping at you as you drop the name of this horrific villain, uh, the ship just lurches and it starts to shatter. And just like that, you can see that the the elevation of it begins to start to to dive down a bit. Uh, and so we're going to go ahead and move into a more uh, structured time, I think, really fast, is now we have a ship that's kind of careening down slightly, or at least it's struggling a bit. And then we have also a combat kind of going on. All uh -oh. right. Uh, we okay. said the wrong thing. 
Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. Uh, all right. So dexterity scores again, right? I think I have that written down. Let me see where I put that. Uh, I think Artis and Tristan are both at three. The rest of you are at two. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Yes. Correct. Okay. And then we've got, looks like, let's see what they've got. Uh, the Dread. Okay. So the Dread Pirate's at three as well. Or the Cred Pirate, excuse me. And then the Ogre is at two. Those are the only ones you really kind of have to worry about at this moment. Okay, so I'm going to say Artist and Tristan, you can see the ship has taken, hasn't been completely wiped out by it. You've managed to have it avoid like the big giant dropping of, of, of this glass, but it still nicked it. And you can start to feel that the ship is beginning to drift downward a bit uh, as if it's lost some kind of, some kind of control. Uh, so Tristan and Artist, you both can lead this off. Have any ideas? <laughs> so there wasn't any actual sale here, correct? Uh, I mean, there's there's like what looks like kind of like these faux masts and stuff, but it doesn't seem to be a sailing ship. It doesn't seem to be using like the wings. Right. It, yeah. I didn't know if they had it just for like appearance sake. Uh, uh, we can say that. I'm fine with that. Because Tristan's an absolute idiot. Jeeves, to me, we need to form a parachute quickly. What? And Jeez. he's going to work with Jeeves to use the sail to make this ridiculous like parachute to catch wind and slow down the ship's descent just a little bit. Okay, so Jeeves comes running up at this point after having already come running down. Like, And if, if they could breathe, they would probably be huffing at this point as they're running back up. And the two of you begin to try to make a giant parachute. So Jeeves is just running as fast as he can. Okay. Intelligence, I'm assuming this is an intelligence thing. I'll, I'll Yeah, intelligence is fine. Okay. It's not my strong suit, but I'll give it a try. You don't say. Get one. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is probably going to take a little bit of time, but yeah, sure. You can oh, try Oh, wait. No, to... they landed on a three. I get a pip. Okay. Oh, boy. Uh, so it right. maybe just barely does actually catch some wind against all logic? I don't know. Against all logic, you do see as you cut a few lines uh, that... You just randomly pick and you can and you can just see it scoops up into the air and there's now a bit of a canopy over top of the like over top of the ship as one of the one of the lines is kind of accidentally just perfect luck wrapped around the main mast of the ship. And so there's now a very small parachute that has slowed the speed. Uh, hasn't fully stopped it, but has slowed <laughs> it somewhat. Okay. Uh artist, what would you like to do? Uh the first thing I think he wants to do is try to find where like the helm is or where it's steering, who is steering, how is the ship steered? The sh- you could see that above the uh, the captain's quarters, there is a upper level deck and there appears to be some sort of control mechanism up there. He wants to go there. Yeah, when you head up there, you can see it is not a pirate ship's control deck. It looks much more like it would be like a submarine kind of control center. As you can see, there's like, you know, there's like tilt and dive. You can see there's all sorts of other things as well. There's a thousand buttons, it seems like. Bunch of knobs, bunch of gauges. It's it's just, it's just an array of complicating things. Uh, but you are, you're standing in front of it. And no one's here as uh, the person who was... Uh, actually driving this was uh, was the cred pirate who ran downstairs after the klaxon started going off. Okay, so he yeah he gets to the helm. He's obviously confused because it looks like a 
you know, like you described. As you reach around uh, his belt, you see he taps something. It's like a little sphere, maybe uh, hand-sized, and it kind of glows up for a second and flies up above his shoulder, and he kind of looks at it instinctually. It's like, uh, hey, what, what are you, what's that? So, uh, describe it again. What does it look like? It's like a little ball? Yeah, it's just like a metal ball with like just like okay. one single light. So you hear like a you hear a voice pop out of it. It's a little bit um it's definitely filtered, like a machine filter slightly like you see like a voice or like a like a voice modulator, but it sounds sounds young. Uh and so you can see you can and you hear like this this voice pop out. That is the control panel for this rocket ship. You can see here this controls altitude. This controls velocity. And it's kind of flying around a little bit and shining its light on the various controls here and there. Uh, and it appears your altitude is rapidly decelerating. That appears to be concerning. I am concerned for you. Uh, yeah, me too. You think we can do something about that? And he starts to get out like a spray can to see if he can create more buttons or more, you know, dials or wheels to try and amplify this. Hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> so you want to, I think, I mean, I think you need some, you probably need, you probably need some fair gold for this one, I think, uh, as you're trying to, all right. You hear the voice. It appears as though the ship is partially operated in using a fuel source very familiar to you called Fair Gold. Perhaps you might be able to hack inside of the control panel and redistribute the, the gold to something more useful. So, let's say, give us a... Yeah, give us like an int test and the quality of your success determines how much you're able to sort of pull from this system, how much fair gold you're able to pull from the system so that you can then repurpose and use uh, how you like. Just one. Okay, so you're able to pull something out, but that is still enough to potentially let you use kind of like your overcharge effect or something like that, which could be used to help with one of these systems. Uh, so you'd probably still be able to do that on your next turn. Okay. Okay. Uh, then below the cred pirate, uh, gets to go with, uh, with three. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. Okay. Uh, there's two of you, but it was, and it was Leaf who said, as you wish. And then it Four. was Diala who said the machinist as if you knew who that was, right? Yes. I think he's gonna lunge yes. out at the machinist, or excuse me, at the at Diala uh, with this uh, very very beautiful sword. Uh, it's a foil with this very uh, very ornate handle uh, hilt, I should say, and it's going to attempt to attack you. I think. I. Um, and. Right. Start a combat, so I need to reset my guard back to my decks. Okay. Okay. And you do notice that it was when you brought up that particular name that they got suddenly upset. And if somehow in the combination with the as you wish thing kind of worked on them, uh, I did get one success. 
Uh, do you have any defense? Uh, one defense, yes. Okay, so then you will be able to very effectively parry uh, as your one defense will remove my success uh, and you are able to kind of dodge out of the way, but you can tell like a great sense of like emotion since you are uh, an emotion knight, I would say you are you're getting like a scent like this this surge of uh of emotion of concern of anger uh that wasn't there moments before and although like they were quite concerned with whatever was in that vault this seems mm-hmm. to have kind of overridden it at this point and they are uh they are very upset with you for some reason uh, then we're going to go down to, to tier two. We've got Leaf, Dread, uh, we've got Diala, and we've got the Ogre. So I'll I let the Ogre hear, go last. I just want to hear Dread's reaction to Tristran's plan, please. <laughs> okay, let's go to Dread then. Dread, Dread just walks by Tristan as he's going up to the control panel <laughs> where <laughs> Artist is. He looks to the side and he's like, Sean... You see his golden yellow eyes staring at you for a second. I really hate you so much. <laughs> I know you do. I love you he, too. He walks up to artist and he goes, I know I can feel your apprehension and your fear that if you can't figure this out, we're all going to die. So you need to grab a hold of that terror and you need to make it work for you. Nice. So I'm going to try to control Chad and as long as, because if it works, as long as he works on landing this safely, he'll get a number of advantages equal okay. to the number of successes I get on this roll. Fantastic. Ooh, nice. You hear the little, uh, the little glowing, uh, like AI next to artist go, I do not want artist to die. That would be terrible. Dying is unfortunate. So I got a total of four, which is good. It's not terrible. Okay. Um, so if so, you feel so you see this. You see the sh- black shadows start to drip down his face into a harlequin mask, and you feel the shadowy, sick terror building inside of you, and you know that you're being manipulated. But if you try to successfully land this, you will get four additional d6 as long as you're doing mm-hmm. that. Unless think, you want to try to resist this. No, I think Chad is like looking at you very upset. Like he's like, I know you're doing something. This is not cool, dude. And he just like kind of feels the pulse in his body and he just takes it, even though he doesn't want to necessarily, but for the good of the cause. Okay. Uh, one thing I will also point out to you all is you, as is, is the, the three of you, as you start to look up, you realize that whatever cracks were up in the sky have repaired themselves and you don't see them anymore. And not only that, but that giant chunk of glass that kind of hit the bow of the ship, gone. Just completely, like you don't even see it. All that shattered pieces of glass that are scattered everywhere, it just seems to have just fizzled and disappeared. Uh, I would say maybe Tristan, since he is not kind of up and focused on the controls, maybe would have seen that they almost just kind of pixelate out of existence. They just go... And dissipate. Okay. I'm not paying attention. Uh, fair enough. Uh, we'll <laughs> say then it was artist. Uh, okay. Yeah. So then uh, down below, Diala and Dread. You can see that. Um, excuse me. I'm sorry. Diala and Leaf. Uh, the two of you are down. 
the artist has come at you, Diala, uh, after you had mentioned something about the machinist. Um, he seemed very upset at, you, at that name being being suddenly thrown out as if you were just, you said it so casually. Uh, and then the ogre here is looking looking ready to kind of follow in behind. Uh, but the two of you can go first. Um, Leaf will look at Diala and go, uh, this, can you hold around against them, do you think? I can certainly try. Okay. If we're falling, and unfortunately, Leaf doesn't know that Dread and Artist have a kind working plan and is Fair probably enough. about to make Tristan's plan look like it's working. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Which I'm kind of excited for. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, all right. Cloud thing, I'm ready to make the deal if you're still interested. Half the crew, no qualms. Just make sure you can't take one named Dread, one named Tristan, one named Della, one named Artist, and one named Leaf. Anything else is yours. So the so when 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 Leaf talks, so like this, let's let's establish this. Like when Leaf talks to gods when other people are around, this is entirely up to you as the player of the Godbinder. Do other people hear you talking to them? Is it at a time where this is all happening where no one can hear it, no one can see it? Or like, how, how do you imagine it? Um, so when they were talking before, uh, nobody probably saw the cloud thing. But now that they're making the deal, it's able to breach into our reality and manifest. So Della oh, probably nice. sees this thing just like coming <laughs> from the ceiling, like it cracks open and the mass of cloud with the tentacles and the large eye just peering in through that crack that it's created in, in this reality itself is uh reaches out a tentacle a deal uh the cloud thing will ponder this and will say there is terminology called uh, leverage it mm. appears you need this more now than before so i then in return should receive more now than before you can take three-fourths of the crew. I don't mind. You see it, like, kind of thinking, the eye just kind of flickering around here and there. Agreed. And then Excellent. I'll say Diala, you can see as a tentacle swoops down in uh, and then just starts pulling all of the crew members, like, kind of back up through it. <laughs> and you just hear them... <laughs> Uh, as they're just getting sucked through some strange portal in the in the middle of the of the sky, uh, not even the sky, middle of the ceiling of the below deck, yeah. eldritch nightmare. Uh, okay, I was very much curious about this, like this tentacle coming in and the very like formal handshake <laughs> when this deal was being done. And then Diala is going to take. I'm gonna I'm gonna roll to see if it oh. if it takes the cred pirate and if it takes the ogre. Oh, I'm just gonna do 50 yes. 50 on both of them. So, see, oh, so I can or not. I can throw the skeletons at them still too. Okay. Okay. Oh man, uh, it takes the cred pirate. It does not take the ogre. <laughs> so, no! the so you just see he's kind of lunging out at you. He's very angered. All of a sudden, no, 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 no. And he gets sucked up into the uh, into the sky, gone for good. The ogre, I'm gonna say the tentacle tries to wrap around, but it's just. 
this one has too much mass. I will pick another. And it comes down and grabs <laughs> a different fair. one. <laughs> All right. Probably the dude who lost his brother. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. But Dale, <laughs> should, you should go. No, Melissa, it's going on. Uh, the skeletons at them. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, Dale, go ahead. So you're going to see kind of what you've seen before that she's going to reach her right hand into her left palm and she's going to kind of give a little bit of a yank. And you're going to see kind of, and it may not have been noticeable as much before, but kind of as this whip sword comes off of her kind of left forearm you see that there is actually quite a bit of burn scarring underneath so that action like would have caused injury every time but there's already kind of a, a good deal of kind of scarring underneath that so she pulls it up and she doesn't immediately put it into kind of sword she'll kind of leave it about in that kind of whip and uh, attack the ogre. Okay. Um, he has two defense. Oh dear. Uh, actually, Ooh, no. It would be loud. one against your weapon. It would be one against your, your weapon, which is magical. Or enchanted or something like that. Yeah, so um, the main trait is fast, and so I have a special if I roll it. Um, I did not. I got one success and no sixes. So no special. Okay. You have only one success. I have only one success. Okay. They do have one defense. So you are unable as you swing at them with your, uh, with your whip slash sword, it hits them and they just kind of look down at it and then at you and then at the hole above and then back down at you. And it just is like, okay, hang on a second. This is, uh, <laughs> this is, we just needed, everyone just calm down for a second. Uh, I feel like there's been a misunderstanding. Uh, so, uh, yeah. We thought that you were in league with the machinist. You were coming down here to steal our stuff, and then you were talking about them, and, Whatever that thing is up there, I can assure you, uh, if you would like the ship, it is yours. I am just on the clock right now. Um, hands up. Just excuse me, like his giant, big, beefy uh, hands up. I have no interest in killing you if you're not interested in fighting us. No, uh, no that's I all right. Do you mind yeah. if we go? Uh, oh, wait, no, I don't know about the safe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, no, you just you just go back up, and we'll follow you later. Just go back up. Uh, so you're not going to be able to get inside there now. Uh, you needed two sets of eyes, mine and Cred Pirate. Who is now gone. I'm sure could, there's another way. Yeah, I could get the eye back, but I don't think we want that right now. Okay. Are you the bad guys? I thought <laughs> I am very confused right now. Cred uh, Pirate was talking all wonderful things about, about Tristan and how he was super swashbuckly and 
And now you guys are, we give you a ride and you're, you're taking and you hear as another guy gets <laughs> like sucked up into the, Oh, Tim, that sucks. <laughs> uh, and he's just kind of looking uh, around like, are you guys, you know, you are the bad guys then. Why don't we all just go up and we'll just all talk together and we'll figure out, you know, who's to say who's good or not good. Let's just, let's just all go up and talk together. Okay. Need, that sounds good. to land safely. Okay. And so we'll say as you guys are walking back up, you've got Artis and Dredd and Tristan are still working out. We're going to come back to you in a minute, but as you're walking back up, these little, like these little slices in reality open up and a tentacle just shoots out and just grabs a random person, shoots out, grabs a random person as it's taking it as the, the cloud thing is kind of taking their, uh, taking their quantity. Uh, okay. Up at the top then, uh, the ship is still crashing to some degree. However, it is kind of, you can see, I would say artists that you can see that the velocity is slowing to some degree. Maybe it's Tristan. Maybe it's not. What would you like to do? <laughs> um, yeah. So I think as he's opened up the control panels, he probably is not, he's so focused on this due to the compulsion that he's not really seeing the tentacles grabbing people. I mean, he might hear the sounds briefly, but he's digging in. And you see as he's digging through these wires and things, you see he pulls out a similar gold coin that he's got before. And as he does, it starts to kind of resonate and hum. And he picks it up, kind of spins it across his fingers and thinks. And as he does, he looks up and sees the bottom of the orb of the AI and has the letters ADM. And within the D, you can see a coin slot. And he's like, this has to work, right? And he puts the coin in there. And as he does, like neon cables start to expand out of the orb and go into all the controls. So he's basically going to use the uh, try to overcharge. So I have to roll a d10 and see if that goes well. But he's trying to uh, charge the AI upgrade. Okay, yeah, go ahead and roll it. And uh, thank you to Lolly Lagging. Holy crap, thank you so much. That's wow. A, that's... Wow. That's uh, a lot of oh, gifts. That's so a lot. Extraordinarily kind of you. Thank you so much. And I think there was an anonymous gifter prior to that. Uh, so lolly lagging, yes. like your name. Looks <laughs> <laughs> familiar. Okay, I think they just took the gift sub lead. Possibly, I think so. Yeah. Uh, so with the advantages that you got from Dread, how did you do on this? Okay, so with the overcharge, it mostly works, but something goes amiss because I rolled evens. But okay, I uh, have to roll. Let's see. Okay, I got five successes. Oh god. Okay, so something. Okay, what's going to go amiss then? So I'm going to say since you're trying to just get control of it, you have control of it. You have like like everything seems to be working. It's also everything's slowing down. Like the velocity is just tick 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 ticking down. You have full control over the ship. You can kind of have it move whichever which way you want. But you do feel kind of a shuddering and you can see that the ship is kind of falling apart here and there. And so like some sort of the stability of the ship has started to, to fracture a bit. Uh, but as long but you you have full control to kind of get it into like the gradual descent and land. All right. Uh, so then moments later, you watch then as... Uh, Diala and Leaf uh, join you on the deck as you guys are slowly descending. Uh, you watch as the ogre hands up along with a few of these other pirates. But every now and then, inexplicably, you just see something, just some crease 
in, in reality open up and a tentacle just reaches out, grabs one of the pirates and you just hear like, Whoa! and they're like, ah, oh, Phil, not Phil, really like Phil. And so everyone's Brett, like, they seem sort of resigned. Brett yells out when he sees them come up. Be aware there's some sort of demon pulling people off of the ship. Stay below. Oh, yeah, sure. But sounds scary. <laughs> I think that and um, Diallo will just sort of get Dred's eye and just say and just kind of like point over to leaf dread's gone by the oh, oh no that's right we have dread i'm sorry i got confused i was like mm-hmm. cred my bad i got confused <laughs> yeah sorry so just so dread looks squints his eyes a little bit at leaf mutters to himself and they call me the evil one and he releases at that point he releases chad from his compulsion and i'll say uh... With there being three different tactics now to uh, to lower the ship down safely, and I'm not even going to say which one of them was effective, because I, I, I just assume all of you think each one of your plans were effective. The ship will come to a very soft and very gradual landing on the shore uh, of like this sort of kind of orange-colored sand here and there. As far as the eye can see, you would know this is a copper shore, and you can see that the... The water looks not great. It looks murky and disgusting. And you can see not too far off, there looks to be some kind of like, eh, kind of like shantytown uh, a little bit up the ways. All of this brings back some vague memory of a place that you all once were before. But right after the ship lands and you can feel the sturdiness of it, it does this comical fall apart and everything just kind of flattens and all of you just kind of go tossed this way and that. Uh, and the ship just collapses at this point but it didn't crash and all of you managed to to kind of get by safely awesome what happened well if none of this is real it doesn't really matter right so we're fine i would still like to know the mechanisms by which we are in the air and then we are no longer in the air it's easy the sky the sky broke Mm-hmm. And shards of it destroyed the ship. And then Tristan did some stupid shit <laughs> while Ardis hacked the ship and landed it. And we had some assistance, and Diallo sort of looks over to Leaf. I mean, the ship's safe and landed, and since it's in parts, mm-hmm. we might be able to get to the safe from the outside. Nope, I don't know about that. Mm. I mean, I feel like we should have a discussion here. Uh, So we're like real, right? And you're saying these people aren't real, but what if they're real like us and we're killing people? They're all looking at each other. A made up world from when we were kids. It doesn't feel made up to me. Ladies and gentlemen of the vengeance, you saw the cred pirate Enigo defeat me at swordsmanship. He's the finest swordsman your world has ever seen. Sure, some uncanny sky god plucked him from the decks, but do you think he's not fighting up there in the ether? He'll continue fighting until the end of time. You'll never have to worry about that thing again. And you know, you were aboard the Vengeance, and the best revenge is a life well lived. So move on. Go forward. Live a good and happy life. And they all kind of look at each other, and like, the ogre is the one who speaks up, because everyone else doesn't really want to, and he's like, 
so yeah, everything you're saying sounds great, but yeah, the world is in a, it's ending. You all seem confused. Are you not aware of this? What, what do you mean? What? Well, they saw cracking in the sky. That's not the first time that's happened. And there's been other things too, but I mean, that's go to any city, go to any port or tavern, extremely well-spoken ogre. They'll tell you the same thing. Um, Who or what is causing this? Well, her friend, she, she mentioned him. Billy. He's got the... I, we don't, do you know Billy? Well, we had Billy, but the tentacle guy took him, right? The machinist. The right. So he has one, he has locked himself up in the walled city. He's fired up the grim machineries again. The sludge factory is at work and pumping everything in to keep his machines cool. And rumor is it's some sort of, Armageddon weapon thing, which is why we were fighting the the true currency. It's 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 not a good time right now. So, um, how how so do you all not is, know this stuff? This is I mean, this is like that, common knowledge. That, that doesn't matter. You're saying there's a sludge factory. We need to go stop right now. Uh, if you want to go to the sludge factory, I will not stand in your way. Where uh, is it? that way just go go past uh cinnamon's lounge there uh and then keep walking up the shore uh once you start seeing the walls of the city uh you will see uh the factory and it's what connects the city to the sea it's there and yeah and you're saying that billy or the machinist or whatever the hell you want to call him is inside this walled city uh, that is what everyone has said. Uh, don't know for sure, of course, but yeah, uh, that's why he was. Words. That's why he was. That's why Cred Pirate was kind of mad at you because the Cred Pirate's best friend, Wesley, the machinist, took him and Buttercup, and a bunch of other people. It's not really important, but what's important is that um, we're cool, right? Like, we're not, like, you guys... Why did the cred pirate freak out when I said, as you wish? Oh, Wesley used to say that all the time. I mean, the rest of us kind of, and he kind of looks at everyone, the rest of us kind of found it annoying and obnoxious after a while, but, like, it was just, it was, it was, it was, like, his thing. It's pretty... Uh. Yeah. So what's in the safe? Oh, uh, well, honestly, that's just like all of the plunder he's ever collected over the course of his time. Like just, I mean, just like a, like a lot of treasure. Just how much time is that, that time? Uh, 15 years. It's been 15 years, right? It's been 15 years. So yeah, it's been 15 years. So he just, you just killed a guy who's been plundering for 15 years. I, I feel like we need to talk about that. 15 years, though. Yeah. He's a really nice yeah. guy, too. Well, since, he was. 
Since when did we descend into murder hobo territory here? Right. Look, it was a quick solution, and these are all paper people, so. That seems sort of real to me. I go pinch the ogre. Uh Ow. Uh, Yeah, see, he just said ow. They're all fine and upstanding swashbucklers. uh, It's a shame some of them lost their life to that terrible monster in the sky, but they died doing what they love. No, No. uh, this is really just a gig for most of them. They're they're sort of temp workers. Um, I I actually, uh, I'm a poet. Uh, That's my true love. Uh, not swashbuckling, Ooh. so. Well, I mean, um, I suppose we should at least get you your uh, severance pay before you move on. Right, but as I was saying to them, we can't access it now because we don't have his eye. Can't access what? The safe. The safe. Right. Like There's it, a safe it, with eye. Who needs an things. eye for a safe? I know how to handle locks. Eyes um, were the way to handle the locks. Okay, uh, uh, just if you do it wrong, it's going to burn your face off is, is what's going to happen. So Dread looks yeah. at Tristan. Dread looks at Tristan. Right. Yeah, I, you need to, uh, you should go take care of that. I should. Thank you for your vote of confidence, Dread. <laughs> he, I he, knew he, you believed in me. He was telling the truth, though. I looked into it and it shut this thing out that burned the wall behind me. So he just was telling so what I'm saying moment. is it's, Tristan need- can do it. Somebody blindfold me. <laughs> oh, I can do that too. Blindfold me and lead me to this lock. That way there's no danger whatsoever. This guy's he got dumber, I feel like. I yeah, he's leading <laughs> in hard. <laughs> yeah. Dread blindfolds him and says, All right, take him to the take him to it. Like, is this there role are... playing or is he just like well, I mean <sighs> Sean, we do have to go back to the real world sometime. Who says we have to? We have to find Well, okay, this is getting really weird. Like, Sean really gets in character. You notice Sean has not (laughs) referred to himself as Sean at all. I did. There is no Sean, only Tristan. (laughs) (laughs) There were also keyholes on the safe under the eye holes. Excellent. Right. That's, uh, he's putting his hands up again. These big old meaty hands. Like, that's right here. Hang on. Uh, here's mine. Uh, you can have it. And he just hands over what looks like a kind of a, a submarine, like the, like the cliche submariner's key. Uh, Tristan, uh, I got it. Don't worry. Again, the other one is like, I'll look through it if that's what you want. I'll be fine. But whoever's doing the other side, like, yeah, artists, you could probably do something, right? This is well. I mean, I could probably. I really want to see what Tristan does, though, just out of the sake of curiosity, and then I can step in. Okay, but please, he's so be. eager. I don't. Yeah, you I can, don't want to like you know. Right, 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 right. Mess it right. Up, if, yeah. if, if he if if Tristan can solve this, we we want him to. We want him to right. succeed. Or if he's permanently blind, that's cool too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have a cross on my dice now too, so it could happen. <laughs> Uh, I think it happened in the comic too, actually. All right. You go, uh, so you go downstairs, uh-huh. uh, which what's left of the stairs. It's very, everything's sort of smashed together. Uh, you, you notice by the way, Diallo, that there doesn't seem to be that, that l- impossibly long, 
staircase anymore. Everything's kind of slammed together. Whatever weird illusionary magic was at work seems to have stopped working. Uh, and you can see that the ogre goes to one of the one side, uh, puts his key in. Uh, he's like, we got to turn him uh, at the same time. Just have your eye open. It's fine. That's uh, okay. Um, uh, on your account, I guess. All right. And Tristan doesn't at all mess with any keys. He's going to cast the knock spell. Except for Tristan, the knock spell is somebody taught him quivering palm, but he does it wrong. And he just kind of hums and moves his hand across the door. And there's kind of like a weird resonant sound. And he just rears back and does a quivering palm on the door, hoping to <laughs> knock the tumblers in place. <laughs> okay. Uh, roll your, roll <laughs> your charisma check for your cast. Uh, I love being so stupid. It's great. <laughs> it's great. Is he punching the door? He's punching the... Oh my god, my yeah. pick went off. I got my one. I put my good one on the one, and I put my bad one on the six. And I got a one on my full dice, but a five on a regular one. Oh god. Okay. <laughs> I oh have my. no clue what a good thing from this would be. Just not getting shot by a laser, I think, is good enough. <laughs> okay. Um. So, you... Jeez, what is a good thing that could happen? What is some sort of fluke that could happen here? Well, first of all, it's going to work, which is going to be, uh, uh, you know, in and of itself, pretty amazing. But as you, as he's leaning in, he's kind of looking at you, his eyes is open, this ochre, he's got his key in, he's ready to turn, and he's waiting for you to count down. You do your thing. You don't even put the key, you don't, you don't have a key to put in, you don't do anything, you just punch it as he does it. And you see, like, this bright light, starts to come on right where the uh, that kind of optical scan is and you punch it like right in the optical scan which seems <laughs> to sort of confuse it and you just you just hear this bzz, 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 bzz. and all of a sudden you hear this loud sound this loud grinding as the doors open up slowly the ogre backs away just like huh very Did it confused work? uh nope. yeah you, uh, no, it, it didn't work Try punching again one more time. Okay, I will. Hey, don't listen to them. It worked. Don't listen to them. You did a great job. It's Tristan, you punch it a second time and it starts to close really slowly. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Like, what is going on here? Uh, but you can see as the door oh. opens, it's another one of those cases of inside <laughs> is bigger than the outside. As uh. you can see that there is just like... A football field's worth of gold, treasure, gems, everything imaginable. You see chests very much like what you're expecting to see, Diala. The, these these literal old-fashioned waterlogged kind of pirate chests spilling out of it. You can see there's all manner of gold. Uh, you can see there's like crowns and gems and scepters, like everything. It's all not only is it a like a, a football field long, but it's like about two, three stories high. Uh, just piled on end and on end. I don't think we can carry all of this. The good Neither news, we don't have to. We've got an entire crew of people who deserve their fair share as they move forward in the new chapter of their lives. We actually have about a, a quarter of the crew. Uh, we were doing some math, and about three quarters of those who survived are are, uh, are in here. Huh. Uh, Sounds about right. Right. Um, so we is can just go is... take some? Yeah. Grab as much as you can carry. carry. Seriously? Why yeah, not? Of course. Go right ahead. 
Spent my whole life as a criminal. I'm not going to turn into a thief now. They all kind of run inside at that point and kind of picking, they start picking stuff up. They're carrying and they're coming out. You mentioned there was a crown, right? Yeah. I'm going to make sure to put that on you, on the uh, the ogre. Uh, Now you look the part. You are the king poet. From this day forward, don't lower yourself to anything less. Follow your heart's true desire. Right. Uh, that's great advice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, are we good? Can we go? Yeah. Don't, don't you want to carry more? You're you're a big man. You could carry a lot. Uh, oh, here here's a good chest. This one looks nice and heavy. No, yep, it's it's pretty heavy. Uh, yeah, it's good. Yep, this nope. this is great. Yeah, I bet this... you get another one out of the other arm. Here you go. Uh, mm, okay. Uh, my sciatic <laughs> is gonna act up, but all right, that's fine. Uh, all right. Let me get some gems in those pockets for you. Nope, nope. I don't don't need the gems. World's ending in a couple days. This is probably just a waste of time. But okay, it won't, and you'll be happy you did. Okay, can I? Okay. And you just hear him like in in utter pain as he has way too much stuff piled on top of him as he uh, leaves your view, and just all of you are left here. Just just the the five of you. Uh, and you can see suddenly coming like something moving around, uh, inside, like, uh, like, like what looks like almost like almost uh, Scrooge McDuck style, like just something sort of sliding, moving around in this big old pile of coins. Oh, cause that you, you see a head kind of pop up and it is in fact, Pennsylvania poke. It is indeed. Look what I have discovered. We're going to put all of this in a museum. He's all very excited. Eh, maybe. Ooh. I don't know. Uh, I think we're you. lining our pockets a little bit first. Yeah. And so you're welcome to take ever as much treasure as you like. There is uh, an absurd amount of wealth within this room uh, that you now have free and utter access to, if you like. Uh, Polk, um, how long have you been around? We kind of just got here again. What about you? Yeah, you... You look around and Poke has already dove back into the coins and doesn't seem to come back up. Classic Steven. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, is, uh, is anyone else? I, I, I don't. Um, that was that was Steven's character. How mm. how is he here? I mean, made it's Pennsylvania Poke. He's everywhere. Wherever here is, we are here. I'm we physically haven't. here. So yeah. until until right. somebody proves otherwise, I'm going to assume that we're living, breathing, shitting, pissing, crying, and dying in this world until we get out of here. What I did doesn't make sense. I broke a bunch of reality. I caused a man to explode from fear. It doesn't have to make sense. It happened. We are our characters. Either that or or we're all in some shared coma dream in some sci-fi joke of a world. But it doesn't matter. Because this is what we're living with right now. I need a drink. So if we're here, then we have to deal with the world ending. Exactly. So we need to get to this city and we need to smack Billy around until he gets us out of here 
or fixes this ship one way or the other. Dread gets it. Now, be careful. Don't tread on the ogre poet's toes. You're talking too eloquently. You're making so much sense. Of course we go and stop this. Tristan, you exhaust me. Your very existence makes me tired. But you're right. Yeah, I mean, we got we're missing Billy, so let's let's go get him, I guess. I mean, these people have been here for 15 years. We haven't been here for 15 years. I know. I feel like we should just set some ground rules on what we murder and not murder because uh I don't know if you heard but some guy who was on the ship was screaming he had a brother. I mean, this shit's real. I mean, right. of course, taking a life is serious business. So, I'm, only if they... Now, they did try to attack first, so then that would be okay? Yeah, I wouldn't have uh, if, made if, a deal. How about otherwise. if we don't provoke people into attacking us by trying to steal all of their shit? Ooh. So that appears to be an allegation fingers. that I was provoking them. I was merely examining the ship and what was different from the last time we were here. Ah, that's fair, Delilah. Sorry. I'm a little irritated by Tristan, of course. But well, as, how, as, how as Dial is putting her sword back on her arm, the little voice is just like, he's right. That's your fault. He's right. <laughs> Uh, how about this unless we get actively attacked we get anybody else an opportunity to walk away and if they say no well then it's on them that's fair I only I only reached out because they were about to punch us in the face right but we seem like super overpowered compared to these people well, I know I learned that I was I was down in the bellows just trying <laughs> to like stretch my abilities and find out what I could actually do yeah I mean Killing 20 people with a tentacle monster versus getting punched in the face doesn't seem like the right scale of retribution. Right, it's there, like getting punched did, in the balls or something. What it's did not... the person you disintegrated uh, do to you exactly? He attacked us and attempted to kill us. Did he? Yes. I mean, I mean that's true. hindsight. We didn't know about the 15 years and people's lives till now, so... All right, all right. We'll be careful with what we choose to do, and we'll tone it down a little. Friends, you're a paragon of righteousness and virtue. Thank you. We're still taking some God. gold, though, right? God. Just in case we need it. Might yeah. as well. Of course. Yeah. We don't see, have any currency for this world otherwise. As you say that, you just see a giant wheelbarrow just go getting pushed past you with gold heaped up on it, and there's Pennsylvania Poke just, hey, guys. And then he just kind of keeps going, and he starts... Going up like this this sort of broken down ramp of stuff until he's sort of out of sight. Left plenty for you. And then he's out of Dude, sight again. That guy always just cared about loot when we played as kids. Ooh. Well, that's because in the old rules, you got XP for the coins. That's true. I guess we have to figure out the new rules because this isn't what I used to be able to. This is way more powerful than what I used to be able to do at first level. So as you guys are talking... There are no rules. You can do anything. As you guys are talking, going over the rules, looking at this treasure, getting some of that treasure, which is totally fine, uh, the ground starts to shake. You just feel like this this 
intense earthquake and you see as some of the piles of the gold starts kind of spilling over, raining down on you here and there. You hear the lurching of some of the metal and the wood of the ship itself. And it goes on for sort of a disturbing amount of time. Any of you who might live in a place in the real world that has earthquakes, you would know that this was a far more lengthy affair. Like it's a, it's an abnormally lengthy uh, and you can actually hear you know, the sounds of stuff falling apart uh, and like the whole ship kind of coming down upon itself a little bit here and there. But eventually it does, it does kind of stop, but it goes on for a good like minute and a half, two minutes long, like this really lengthy, intense earthquake that's just shaking and shaking and shaking. That's mm. right. We got enough. Do we get yeah. enough? Fill your pockets. Let's go. Yes. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what's going on here, but we need to. We need to find Billy and figure this out. Agreed. He Look at this new here. belt buckle I found. Oh, I it's think really the, shiny. Maybe like the realities are shifting or something, because you know, like when the sky broke, it fell on us and then it reformed. So, I think something's happening. We're we playing Chicken Little now. Would I love Diala be able to do? <laughs> any kind of role to see like was this something that's familiar from a campaign that we had played in before this like sky uh no breaking. role necessary uh you do not remember either the sky breaking or any specific danger involving intense earthquakes both of those things are are not what about familiar the machine they spoke of machine that was being powered by this sludge factory maybe that's well, the, something it's in the walled city so you all would have familiar familiarity with a couple of these places now that they're being said and you're kind of talking this out uh you know that you all are within a nation state so to speak called true jersey the capital of which uh is the walled city uh, you know that during your campaign, one of the things that you had to deal with was these kind of horrific, uh, massive automaton-like creatures, like these steampunk-like creatures that were built within that city and kind of like set forth uh, on the countryside uh, by the the villain that uh, Billy enjoyed portraying, uh, the machinist, like this, this machine man who kind of ran it all. Um, and you remember that he was uh, he was very much into that particular arc of the story. Uh, and I'll ask you though, like you guys, you guys don't. I don't have to necessarily come up with everything here, but you would all also be somewhat familiar. You probably would have gone to the Grim Machineries at some point, which is within the city itself, and it's a sludge factory as well. You might have gone there at some point. Uh, these are places that you could have potentially gone. But all these names would definitely sound familiar to you at this point. All of the science fiction bleeding all over my fantasy, honestly. <laughs> Pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. If, if we're somehow living in this in the world of our campaign, then mm -hmm. at least we've got enough advantage that we we can remember some of it. I think we just need to get get to the walled city and see what we need to do to shut this down. So, yeah. would it be okay that I could remember? that we had found like a way under the wall uh, we you would, before you would know uh, during, during your campaign, you did not get into the walled city before he unleashed his machines. 
No, okay. that that is true. But you you would have known that one of the ways in was was through that factory. The factory is sort of like a from what you would remember and what yeah, from what you would remember, it it essentially takes in seawater and like pumps it into the city. And so like at some point you guys were were going into that factory to try to break into the walled city, but you didn't get there in time. Mm. Well, we're a little more powerful than last time. I guess we still got to hurry, though. Yeah, we just have to keep in mind it's not exactly like our campaign, right? We The safe was here instead of all the chests like before, so there's changes to it. You know, we're we skyships, not water, so That's right. be prepared. Yeah. It's going to be even better. Mm. Or we're going to die. I have a feeling, like, I mean, it hurts when you get attacked, like when they hit you. Well, that's what makes it thrilling. Yeah. I haven't been hit. (laughs) I've been bitten twice. Yeah, I got some like ghost people to take your pain away. It's pretty cool. It was so cool. You're cool. These clothes have some defense to them. Dredd just starts walking. (laughs) So Dredd, you get out of the debris of this. You've filled your pockets or a bag, whatever you might've taken, uh, you pop outside and you can see that the only, like the only thing in the, like you could see off to, we'll call it in the East is this expanse of, of ocean. Uh, you are on the coast effectively. Uh, it is a fairly sandy coast with sort of like this yellow orange sand. And you can see like the water itself looks very dirty and grimy. Uh, not as you recall it, I would say, uh, you notice that, I would say half a mile north of you along the shore, there definitely seems to be a small little clump of buildings, like a, like a little shanty town or something. Um, you look off to the south. It's just this endless kind of endless ocean, endless, endless shore. Uh, and you look off to the west and same kind of deal, except in the far distance, you can see there are some mountains uh, way over there. Um, you can also notice that both the... Uh, both the like the ogre and some of the pirate guys that survived and like Pennsylvania poke, all of them were just sort of traipsing north towards that, that little shanty town area. Uh, and that's what you see up here. Um, one other thing I would give you is that there does seem to be a fairly large crevice in the ground that you don't recall there being when you landed, but you didn't get a good look around, but it's a fairly big crevice. Uh, you're not in any danger of falling into it. But you do see that, like the the ship itself, while not teetering, is kind of near its edge. Should mm. we follow where Pennsylvania Poke went? I we guess could. That's in the general direction of where we need to go. I don't see why not. Because he's been here for fifteen years. We have not, and he's left a lovely trail of gold pieces behind him. Indeed, breadcrumbs. I love it. We could dread up there, walking with purpose, straight line, nothing deterring him. God, you guys see that stick mm-hmm. up his ass? It's just like really wobbling marches. back and forth. Yeah, really marches, like really marches these days. Yeah. That man's got purpose. As we head that direction, I want to try and use um, Adam to see if I can go into the mainframe, into Google, and try to find a map of True Jersey. Ooh. Okay. Um, yeah, that sounds great. Uh, so, uh, what? 
What ability are you using for this? Um, so if you use the AI, you yeah. can, you always have access to an AI system and basic ability to the Fairfield Invisible Technological Data Network. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So I would say you would have, okay. Yeah. If you, if you tap in, um, Adam will at some point do that classic, like holographic projection and it's a, it's fairly topographical looking map. So you can see like all the undulating things here and there. Everything's very Tron like in its presentation. Uh, but you do see like a, a very, you know, sandy coast. You see, see the ocean, you see like the mountains off to the West. You do see that the mountain range and the shoreline eventually kind of taper in together. And right where those two meet to the far North is where the walled city has been built uh, into the base of the mountain. Uh, there are various smaller, like uh, at least according to the map, there are smaller little you know, dots along the way uh, to suggest there might be some other small settlements. Uh, and then there's also a ring around the walled city, city where you looks like there might be some um, some kind of outskirts towns that weren't necessarily built within the wall itself. Uh, then to the south. Uh, the southern, like if you were to just sort of head south for a very, very long time at the far edge of it, uh, there is a place called the Midnight Downs, uh, which is essentially the southernmost portion of True Jersey. Um, yeah, that's what you got. And does it have a like where the Sludge Factory is on there? Sludge Factory is is like is is literally like an appendage to the walled city that's okay. plopped into the, into the sea and like channel and like, like takes the seawater and pumps it into the city itself. So it's super close. Yeah. That. Yeah. All I'm saying is one of those little dot cities better be a true fantasy city uh, or Billy and I are having words. But yeah, I don't know. We can stop by the little cities. We can go straight to the sludge factory as we know last time that worked. I mean, we don't have resources yet, though. Like, do we need to eat in this world? I mean, of course. And it's always important to do the side quests. Oftentimes, you talk to the people, you find out something that's been going on, and you take that little bit of nugget, <laughs> the information, and you use it to move forward. Uh, Tristan, it's the end of the world, man. Exactly. That's why we need to be well-armed with knowledge from the locals. Tristan. Also, I'm hungry. Tristan. For just a second there, just what if the amount of time we spend here is the same amount of time that passes in the real world? Don't you have a daughter to go home to? That's why we move forward. Now, granted, we're going to probably move through a couple of these towns as we do, but I agree with you. With expediency, we get to the task. But do side quests along the way. And then for a brief moment, like the hair kind of falls flat. Oh no. Okay, so where are you guys headed? What are what are we doing here? Where's the I next would think closest? the sludge factory. Yeah. Or, yeah. So if, sludge factory if there's is a, a town in between, sure we stop. There's literally a shanty town like half a mile away, and then the sludge factory is further yes. north. Yeah. To the shanty That's town. Fine, yeah. Okay. To the shanty town. So when you okay, we'll say you take your stuff, you uh you traverse the the very simple shore, uh and you can see that you've lost sight of 
of poke in the pirates who have disappeared into it. But you do eventually get into the shanty town and it is very, it is, I would say leaf. You might feel more comfortable in the fact that this definitely looks a little bit more fantasy like as, uh, as you like really, it's very, it's very much like a, a, a small coastal fishing village that you might find at the edge of a, of a kind of a larger fantasy town. You can see as you're looking around, there's, there's folks that are kind of gnarled and weathered kind of dark, kind of orange red skin from the, the burn of the, of the sky you think, but now that you mention it, you don't see a sun in the sky, but you see them casting, you know, they're, they're fish here and they're throwing their nets, some people coming in their boats and stuff. Uh, a lot of these buildings look to be just small homes and such, but it does seem there is a central, uh, kind of a central hub that a lot of people seem to be going to. And you can see that there is a, a sign, uh, very classic medieval sign kind of flopping around in the wind and it says cinnamons on it. Uh, and then there is a very light scent of cinnamon in the air. This is so lame. Tristan, you said you were hungry, right? No, I am hungry. Best. Jeeves, I'm going to go get some food. I want you to go around this town and give every single person in this town a gold. You see the little automaton <laughs> salutes. Are about to mess up their economy. It starts going around and this little tidy Jeeves starts giving, like, giving random. Oh, thank you, little. What the hell are you? Oh, wow, is that a gold? Uh... But yeah, Jeeves goes around and starts handing out golds. And we just hear every few moments, we're like, oh my God, thank you. It's so very kind of you. Oh my goodness. Thank you. Thank you, little tiny monster. Thank you. Uh, yeah, they... welcome. <laughs> 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 and that is the that is basically what you hear if you linger outside. No technology in sight. Perfect. Does not appear so. Except for Jeeves. Right, ruining their economy. Yeah. This tiny little, yeah, going around just giving, just giving little little chunk of coin, a little chunk of gold to everybody. Uh, okay, so what else are we doing? Dale goes let's, inside. Let's find a bar. Yeah, let's go in. All right, you you push the door open, uh, and you look around, and uh, again, it says cinnamons above the uh, above the door. As you go in, like it's. It's got this, um, got this very sort of rough looking textured like sea bar. You can see there's just like old salty men kind of sitting on stools and stuff by, uh, uh, by the bar itself. Every one of them is missing a limb of some kind. You can see a few of them have peg legs. Some of them have hooks for arms. Some of them are missing eyes or ears. Everyone, no one's, no one's full stocked up on everything. Everyone's kind of eyeing you a little warily as you step into the, uh, as you step in here and you, you hear the sound of music, uh, sort of, but you can't quite, you don't look, you don't see any instruments or anything anywhere. It's just sort of playing. Uh, they're all drinking out of what looks like these really grimy kind of tin mugs of some kind or pewter mugs. Uh, there's no one. You don't see anyone immediately behind the bar as you go in. What would you like to do? Amory will immediately go to the bar and just like slam a hand down a few times. Barkeep, barkeep. And you see like popping up from behind the bar, 
is a relatively slender, extraordinarily beautiful woman that as you look at very, very closely, you realize two things. Uh, first, she is not human. Uh, she is very much an elf. Uh, that's the first thing. And then secondly, they look incredibly familiar to you, Leaf. Uh, there's something about them. And they look down at your money. They look up at you. And right as you're about to say something, they just kind of... <gasps> Dread? And they push your head off to the side, and that's when you realize they look exact. Dread, my darling! And you can see she just, in a very elegant, very elegant way, the elf that looks very much like Michelle, like your high school girlfriend, comes crawl, come crawling in the most elegant way possible over top of the bar, knocking these pewter mugs, like, like punching accidentally these salty old semen, uh, all, all kind of off their, off their stools. And she just throws these beautiful slender arms around your neck dread and just begins to just, just pepper the side of your face with kisses. So dread kind of picks her up with one arm around her waist, holding her close, her head's against his shoulder. He turns, so his yellow eyes are staring dead at Tristan. He's like, I hate you more than I even thought was possible. <laughs> I'm, I may decide that killing you is okay after all. And then he pushes Michelle away and he's like, it's good to see you, Michelle. That's all you have to say to me? I haven't seen you in so long. You left me all alone. His uh, heart is filled with agony over those years away from it's you. It's not. It's too full lying. of hurt and pain. That's why he can't say more to you. That's fine. Whatever. Oh, he's just so itchy. He just, she just puts a hand right up in your <laughs> face, Tristan. You are not there. Oh, you look... You, you haven't changed. You look so beautiful even today as you did when we were so young. I thought you'd never return. I thought you'd leave. You left me. But you know you can't do that. And she kind of leans in almost threateningly uh, as she says that. Michelle, let's be clear. We're here to save this dying world. And as much as it pains me to say this, We'll only be here for a moment before we press on to deal with Billy. Well, but if I survive, I guarantee that I'll send Tristan back for you. Who? Him. Oh. Uh, I'll just. <laughs> I know you only have eyes for him. Don't worry. Could you, <laughs> could you sit in the corner if you want a drink? Just get one. Just shh. Quiet. Too kind. Of course I will. Grabs like five bottles. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she just looks at you. I'll just. I can help you. You're going to save us. Well, I'm going. I'll. I'll come with you. I'll come with you. Our bond is so strong. Nothing can be broken. Nothing is more powerful than the power of love. And then you hear the sound. The music suddenly starts to shift ever so slightly. And you just hear like this faint sound of like Huey Lewis in the news begin to sort of 
often again from nowhere there's no sign of like music or or or, or anything going on uh but she and, and it, but she will not let go of you like every like she's she's constantly reaching out like grabbing your wrist or grabbing your hand or putting her arm under your shoulder or excuse me under under your uh, under yours kind of wrapping it around every which way michelle love is very powerful but there is something even more powerful and that's fear fear that your love will never be returned to you oh. Don't worry, I will always return my love to you and you to me. That is why we are soulmates. We will be together forever and ever and ever. This world might end, but our love will not. We will we will persist, we will. And she's very performative, by the way, because a lot of times she turns away from you and says it to, like, the crowd as she's saying that. Oh, yeah. I remember Michelle quite well. <laughs> okay, what are the rest of you doing while this is happening? Delilah, Chad, drinks? I've mixed like seven different mixed drinks. There's just various dirty cups full of random concoctions. Awesome. Okay. Let's get drunk. Forget oh, this. No, Leaf, don't. you're the best. Don't drink that, that swill. Friends of my dear Dread, whoever you are, I've never seen them before. They, they, oh, you can go to the, to the VIP lounge this way. And she starts pulling Dread and kind of, kind of tugging. Oh. Kind of, come along, <laughs> silly, come along. That's fair. And Dread needs some alone time. No, no, yeah. I think privacy is he important. Might be in a better mood if he gets some alone time. It's love, <laughs> true love. Uh, and the drinks, by the way, Tristan, are horrific. They taste so terrible. Like, they are absolute garbage. Mm. Mm. So we are Actually, all going to the VIP room where there's she's, better alcohol. That's what she's trying to do. She's trying to drag Dread. And, like, yes. Dread, you're definitely well, stronger than her. So if you don't want to go, believe me, you don't have to. But she is certainly trying. Tristan will light his finger on fire, light the drink on fire, and then try drinking it after he sets it on fire. <laughs> roll, <laughs> a test, roll a test, because I want to see if this hurts you. Go ahead. Roll roll, uh, uh, roll your... Oh, God. Why? is a fire spell every time. <laughs> every time. <laughs> Do you have any facial hair? Does Tristan have facial hair? Probably like a soul patch, or he used to have a soul patch. <laughs> oh yeah, it's gone now. As it catches fire, and then you see like it flutters in the air, and somehow one of your luscious locks or something gets caught on fire again, and you have to quickly put it out. <laughs> and once more, it falls down onto the onto the countertop. You see a few little droplets here of the booze just burst up here and there. Nothing so extreme as the as the as Ma's kitchen, uh, but definitely little bits here and there. Diala, how are you? Maybe one of the eyebrows even. Yeah, you get a little bit of a, like, there's a little little notch of the eyebrow. None of the people out here, by the way, all these, like, old timers, like, none of them are even reacting to it. They're all just just drinking almost mechanically, like. Uh, Diala, how are you reacting to yet another callous display of fire? How are you feeling? So I would, <laughs> I would say that Diala was probably leading 
the let's not leave dread alone with Michelle party. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I would say this kind of happened a little bit behind her. Okay. And so she was like, she hears it and sees it, but it's more of the after effect. And so she is not nearly as frightened as she was, uh, previously. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, leaf, where, where, where are you? All right, Delilah. Are you sure? I mean, it could be pretty funny. No, we don't leave him with her. We talked about this. That's all right. Stick together. All right, we'll stick together. Let's go to the VIP, and the alcohol will be better. Okay, so while so Leaf and Diala are going are going in the direction that Michelle is trying to drag Dread. Tristan is out in the front still. Artist, what about you? Um, he kind of wants to stay in the first bar area and just okay. watch the people and see if they're like organic or if this seems like some sort of made up town. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. Uh, okay. So Tristan and Arnis are, are, are in the front where the, the sort of the, the old timers are leaf and y'all are going to the VIP section. And then dread, I just wanted to give you like, are you, what do you want to do? What did he you lets, do? he lets Michelle drag him back there. Uh, because he feels slightly guilty about, uh, the way things ended at, at in high school, uh, mm-hmm. but not not really because I mean she half she she put a lot of distance between the two of them after he had after his dad killed you know a classmate. But he wants to see where this is going. Okay, so she leads you through uh, a curtain uh, that kind of that seems to have blocked whatever is back here from whatever and whatever is in front. Uh, Leif and Diala, you're right behind Dread. The three of you, uh, you go down a kind of a dark hallway, and she's talking the whole time, just just constantly talking about Dread this, Dread that, and how the things that you're going to be able to do together now. The she she like kind of pushes another curtain forward, and you're starting to hear the music much louder and louder as you can kind of hear the sounds of piano actually playing, and. A second curtain gets drawn aside. Uh, Artist, go ahead and roll an intellect test as well as you're just observing and trying to make sense of things. So as as Artist is doing that, she's bringing Dread and Leaf and Diala into this back room. There is this small kind of winding stone stair as you go into what appears to be this like sunken, beautiful lounge. You look around and you can see that it is much different than what's out front. As you can see, this looks much less to your dismay, I would imagine, Leaf, uh, much less like a um, like a salty sea dive and more almost like some kind of strange sort of speakeasy. And you can see that there are these velvety like uh, velvety like seats and boots, these small tables, these these very, uh, very red colored uh candles that are that are lit here and there and you can get that scent of cinnamon is just wafting uh you can see that on a stage in the distance uh on the other side of the room everything's very dark very mood lit there are these two pianos that are playing one of them however has no one sitting at it playing it's just sort of playing it on its own leaf like your eyes are drawn to the other piano where you see a person playing that also looks extraordinarily familiar to you. Um, 
and much like dread, not in a positive way. Uh, as you see, I'll, I mean, Mike, I think his name was guy who just sort of followed you just a little bit too much. Started oh. taking music classes because you were taking music classes. Started going to mom's kitchen because you were going to mom's kitchen. But he's just sort of playing away, playing away. Uh, this very... We need to step out. We need to get back, 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 back. You turn around and you realize that behind you where the curtain was, it's just brick wall. And you look around and you see there is no other door in here. And you also notice Leaf as you're maybe a touch of panic start to set in there in these booths. There are other people and you see that all of them are wearing these Letterman-like jackets and they start to stand up and dread you hear it in your ear. Don't worry, darling. They won't hurt you, but we'll just have to get rid of the others first. And then out in front, artists, as you're looking around, you are, your instincts are pretty on point as you watch as these, there's a, like they all, all these old timers are just taking their drinks up to their face and they're putting them down, sliding them over. And there's this cycle and none of them talk to you. They never talk to you guys. Like no matter how much Tristan says various nonsense here and there, and then you don't hear the music coming anymore. And that's when like you see their movements break at this point and they kind of stand up and they kind of turn towards you at this point. Their eyes glowing like really bright red. And I think that's where we're going to end is right on that. Oh, my gosh. We're in trouble. Much trouble. This is great. This world's designed to kill you. Michelle! <laughs> yeah. You should have known. He was the <laughs> devil. I was so your sudden but inevitable betrayal. Your weakness, so apparently. I like, just yeah, had so to be excited. a good person. Well, I mean, was, otherwise, Dredd would be here by himself. They're not going to attack Dredd. Dredd's, Dredd's, there are worse things than death, I think. Oh, yes, <laughs> <Dredd is> facing <laughs> it. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, God. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and yes, in chat, Jeremy, Tinny Robot voice outside yelling again. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Boy, the first half of that did not go at all, as I had noted uh, in my note. I was uh -huh. uh, I was like, what are we, what is happening here? Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Oh, we don't know hilarious. Was that, was that Diala and the uh, safe? Uh, it was more, it, that was part of it, but I felt like that we could get around. But the whole, like, <laughs> I had in my notes, like, I was like, okay, make sure if you don't come up with it, uh, to it, it, you know, Kips or two, two, I made sure I'm like, I'm going to have the gods reach out to you because we haven't really touched on them yet. Mm -hmm. And one of them was going to be the cloud thing. So I was totally ready for the cloud thing. I was super ready for the cloud thing because <laughs> we were in I the sky. It made perfect sense. Wanted a quiet alone place for it. <laughs> I didn't expect, uh, you know, them They're just fake start sucking all the... <laughs> They're fake the people. crew off like that. Wording. Yeah. I definitely like the conversation of trying to figure out like what what are we doing here and what do we think about mm -hmm. all this and it's how accurate. should we yeah. handle this? 
Tristan just embrace Sean just embracing Tristan. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, yeah, uh, I think it's pretty. I think it was pretty on point because that's very much what the game is, right? Like the idea of you guys are all sort of sorting it out a bit and you're starting to get more and more of that. Yeah, well, at least you have an end goal now if you can get past Michelle and her minions. So Biggest body count so far. Catch up. <laughs> yes, you're winning. That is a fact. Yeah. You're crushing it. <laughs> I just keep so, picturing uh, <laughs> random people getting sucked out of these, these little <laughs> tiny slithers. Uh. It's like, oh, Phil, damn it. Oh, <laughs> just trying to put his kid through college. Oh, it's a shame. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fake people. That was our go-to whenever we, we like play D and D. We just feel like, oh, he's just trying to put his kids through college. That guy, that guard, <laughs> did you just kill? Just trying to put his kids through college. <laughs> and then uh, there can only be so many kids with so many colleges. <laughs> I was also gonna have Poke just constantly eating a turkey leg, but that was a joke only Melissa and I would get. Uh, so like when we used to play in-person D and D before we started streaming, we, like. Whenever somebody missed a session, all we'd ever say is that they were they were they couldn't help. They were there, but they were constantly eating a giant, like comically large turkey leg and were nice. too busy. And they could nice. never see what was going on. But that was sort of like an inside <laughs> joke that I don't think anyone would get. Anyhow, uh, next time around, what I was what I told you all already, take a take an advance. Uh, so we Ooh. will uh, get one so of your advances. Level nice. two. Mm-hmm. All right. So Sweet. Back. Level right, two of the same god. Uh, okay, yeah. So for for Pluto, yeah, good deal. Mm -hmm. We haven't actually seen Pluto yet, so no, yeah. that'll be fun. Uh, Steven, no, I didn't give you a turkey leg, but I gave you a wheelbarrow filled with treasure, uh, which can probably buy a <laughs> lot mm -hmm. of turkey legs. So there's that. <laughs> yep. Uh, okay, uh, let's get on out of here. Why don't we do a couple closing plugs and then we'll leave? So Jeremy, tell us about the Patreon. Yeah, earn me some Patreon, comics, maps, tokens, other fun stuff. Check it out. Perfect. Uh, Aaron, what's going on over at Garblag? So over at Garblag, uh, coming up on Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, you can join Millie. Uh, she'll be running some more Coriolis. And on Thursday at the same time, I believe Pete will be back running some more Traveler. Perfect. Uh, fantastic. Uh, then Evan. We got going on. Nothing. Nothing. It's weird. <laughs> Strange. Okay. Uh, all right. So, what else do we have going on tomorrow? We're going to be playing some Mothership as uh, as Aaron uh, is down for Conan. So, we're going to be playing some Mothership in his honor. Uh, and I will try to kill Stephen multiple times uh, because do. everyone's waiting for that, right? And so, we should have had a Stephen death in Conan two weeks ago. So, we sh we should have had one this week. So, I'll go ahead and take care of it, Mothership. Uh, then Saturday, we're going to be doing some One Ring, second edition, uh, as we are marching on Angmar, finally, uh, for the final time. Uh, Monday, we should be doing Holler for Savage Worlds. Uh, Tuesday, uh, we will still be playing games, so we're going to be here Tuesday for Forbidden Lands. But after that, we're off for the rest of the week, as uh, a few of us, uh, myself, Melissa, Long, and Steven, we're all going to Gen Con. So our Thursday game next week, our Friday game next week, and our Saturday game next week. Uh, so Die will be off. Uh, our Delta Green game and our Wondering game will all be canceled next week. 
Uh, but we should be back on the following Monday uh, for more Call of Cthulhu. Uh, I know that Chuck is talking about maybe running some games as well. So, and, and while we're gone, so you might might check out Defenders uh, and you might check out Burt's channel, Steam Still and Murder. Uh, they they'll probably have some games going during the week if you're looking for something to do. Uh, but otherwise, that is it. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and raid a TT2KB. Uh, have a great night. Thanks for hanging out. And again, uh, thank you so much for those gift subs. Like that was a crazy amount of awesome yep. gift subs. So, oh my gosh, that was so many. Absurdly generous of you. Thank you so much. Uh, hey, everybody. Have a good, good evening. Night.